Hey, this is Travis Bennett, the pastor here at Arena of Life Church, and I just want to welcome you to our podcast. I pray this builds your faith, encourages you, and brings you to newer levels in Christ. Enjoy the message. If you believe that this morning, I've been reading books over the last couple months on revival, and there's a couple things that I notice. One, it happened in young people. Number one, it happened in young people. Number two, I see this it's birth and repentance. And people of God, We need revival. I want revival. And uh, we, we just need a move of God. We need a move of God. We need the broken things to be fixed. We need to God, we need God to do his thing. But I'm telling you, he's not gonna do his thing until we repent. Everybody loves quotes in Chronicles 714. My people are called by my name. Would humble themselves and repent of their wicked ways so right there where you are God forgive us Lord we repent of holding bitterness inside of our heart come on you tell God whatever it is that you're going through of me God holding resentment saying they'll never get it I pray for those those offenses that are in the room right now. God, we just lay them at your feet. Of things that have been said, things that have been spoken against us, hurts, offenses that we've built up this wall, thinking that that wall is bigger than you. But God, we repent. We give it to you right now, God. We come humbly before you. We break of ourselves and say, Lord, we've messed it all up. But God, we need you to move in a mighty way. Lord, forgive me of my sin. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord, if there's things that have grieved your spirit, Lord, it's grieved me. So Lord, right now, we lay it at your feet. We choose not to go one step further. But saying, God, if you check anyone, check me. If you check anyone, God, you can check me. Thank you, Jesus. While you're standing, I'm going to go to Isaiah 58. This is 8. I'm going to read through 14. It says this. Then your light will break out like the dawn. Oh, man. Second service, you need to be more awake than that. Then your light will break out like the dawn. And your healing will quickly spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. How many of y'all believe in God for the answered prayers? Come on, in 2023. He says, you will cry for help and he will say, here I am. If you take away your midst of the yoke, the finger pointed in scorn... And wicked speech, and if you offer yourself to the hungry and satisfy the need of the afflicted, of, of the afflicted, then your light will rise 
in darkness. Your light will rise in darkness. Come on, how many of y'all are believing for a promotion in 2023? You're going to new levels. It says, and your gloom will become like midday, and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your soul in scorched and dry places and give strength to your bones, and you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. And your people will rebuild the ancient ruins. I'm believing the ancient ruins. They're going to rebuild the ancient ruins. There's going to be generational curses that are going to be broken. But new, come on, new places this year. It says, you will raise up and restore the age-old foundations. You will, you will be called repair of the breach, restore of streets with dwellings. If you turn back from your foot from the Sabbath, from doing your own pleasures on my holy day, and call the Sabbath's delight and the holy day of the Lord honorable, and honor it not going your own way or engaging in your own pleasures or speaking your own words, then you will take pleasure in the Lord. How many of y'all, we've all made this decision to make today the holy day of the Lord and be here. He says, those people that do that, you will, you will take pleasure in the Lord, and I will make you ride on the high places. I will make you ride on the high places of the earth. I will feed you with the promised heritage of Jacob your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Amen. God, have your way right now. I pray, Lord, that as we study your scripture today, pray that it be not by might nor by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Lord, I pray for those that are in this room, and God, they're feeling like they're defeated without purpose. But Lord, I pray that they would see that you have a plan for them, a future and a hope of good and not of evil. And so God, right now, do what only you can do. Make a way when there seems to be no way. Open eyes to see and ears to hear. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Well, look at your neighbor and say, you're lucky you got to sit next to me. That's right. You're so lucky you got to sit next to me today. Hello. Good morning. All right. Well, we're in the series called keys. Everybody say keys. Keys to fighting. Now, before I get into my message, if you haven't been here over the, uh, over the last um, couple of weeks, I believe in Scripture there's, there's many keys. Now, I've, I've pinpointed some down that I'm going to show to you guys today. But <laughs> before I get started, uh, I want to, I, I just kind of want to fire you up this morning. And uh, I the other day, during the holidays, we went and saw a movie as a family. And we were all there, and uh, dur during the previews, there was the new Indiana Jones that's coming out with Harrison Ford. He still looks pretty good, doesn't he? And so, uh, somebody say, hey, man. They said, husband, you need to get your wife under control, whoever that was, all right? Uh, so, anyways, we're walking out, and Addison, she asked me, she goes, Dad, do you remember the original Indiana Jones? I said, oh, yeah. In fact, the last one, the last crusade, I remember, I, I vividly remember going to the theaters to watch it. 
fact, I can tell you where the theater was. It's, it's uh, where the pop stop is on Western. There was back behind there, there was a movie theater. You guys know what I'm talking about? Some of y'all don't know what pop stop is. I'm going to change your life. It is at 45th and Western, but we go there all the time. And uh, anyways, I was telling her about that. And she goes, that was in the 1900s, wasn't it, Dad? <laughs> she said it real serious. Like, I'm like, yeah, honey, it was. And I went from feeling 40 to now 80. I feel as old as Jennifer now. If she's in the room. You know what I'm talking about. But um, uh, I, I felt super old, so thank you for that. But we were talking about it as a family. You know those old movies back then? They were so good. And there's some movies that, that we watched as a, a family that I still want to watch with my kids today. But yesterday, we were, um, we were in New Mexico <clears throat> uh, wrestling with the boys at the New Mexico Showdown, Albuquerque, New Mexico, at the New Mexico Fairgrounds there. And uh, we were on our way home. And before we left, I told Doug and Heidi, I said, I got to get home because I got to write a message in the morning. And uh, Heidi said, well, get some good inspiration on the way. So I'm, I'm, I'm in the car there, and I'm praying in the spirit and getting, uh, you know, also dealing with the boys, laughing and cutting up with them. But there's some, there's some stuff that I want to share with you today out of the scripture about fasting that, that I was just meditating and chewing on the word. And as I was uh, doing that, Anson said, Dad, let's, let's watch a movie. I said, well, I'm driving, but I'll listen to it. And I said, well, here's my Netflix. So he's going through it. And he said, uh, he said, and, but I told him, I said, son, I need something kind of inspirational. If I'm going to be listening to the same thing, I need something, you know, that's going to feed my spirit. He said, well, dad, last night me and Caleb was watching Rocky IV. I said, amen, that is of God. Put it on, son. That is the spirit. We, I just, I mean, something came through. Onto, onto my screen there, Netflix. So we started watching Rocky IV. And if you haven't seen Rocky IV, you need to get saved and watch Rocky IV. All right? All of the Rockies. In fact, I, I love it. He said, Dad, I want to watch all of them now. I said, oh, you're going to love number three. That's where I get when he has all his medals on there, Mr. T. I pity the fool who touched my jewelry. So, no. so he'll get all these, you know, sayings that I tell him all the time. He'll, he'll get these types of things. But if you know the story of Rocky, he, uh, he's the best boxer that ever boxed in the history of filmmaking. And... His friend, Apollo Creed, he dies there, there in Vegas. His best friend, he dies. And so this Russian that beats him, Ivan Drago, calls out Rocky and says, hey, I would like, I would like to fight you. And so what he does is, is uh, they're, they're going to fight in Russia there. So Rocky goes over, Rocky Balboa, he goes over. And one of the things that I pointed out to my son, I said, you see Sylvester Stallone right here? I said, he looks like plastic now. But the original Rambos and Rocky, I said, there's been a lot of people that have mixed me up in my younger life to Sylvester Stallone, just like this. You guys are laughing. Y'all are rude. I'm telling you, by the end of this message, I'm going to get on to you guys, all right? Uh, that, that's, that's bad you're agreeing with that. But anyways, I, uh, I, he, he, he was watching. And so I wasn't watching it, but I was listening to it. I've seen Rocky four enough. I know what's going on. Ivan Drago is the Russian. He's a great big, nine foot, six inches tall, with the with the flat top, the 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 blonde hair, and he's on these machines. And they had things that are hooked up to his sweaty pecs and his sweaty abs, and he's running on the machine. Well, Rocky's not that. He's out in the wilderness, right? How many of y'all know that is a biblical principle? There, 
It's the one that goes to the wilderness. It's just like John the Baptist prepared the way of the Lord. I'm telling you, if we're going to prepare what God has in store for God's people today, there's going to be some times as people of God, we're going to have to go to the wilderness and check out of the things of the God of this world. Are you hearing me? And so he goes, and he, he's not hooked up to machine. He has a, a, the yoke of an ox, and he has that on him. But he's running, you, you know, but he's also, too, he's lifting up guys that are inside of wagons there. And he's doing all these natural things inside of this barn. There's a lot of snow, and he begins to run. And the Russian Soviet Union's following him. And he runs up the side of the hill, and he gets to the top. And he goes, Drago. Come on, are you already feeling it in your heart? Drago, you Adrian. Come on, this is like American history right here if you don't know this show. That is your homework. You go home, it's on Netflix, all of them. There will be a move of God in your life when you watch Rocky. But anyways, at the, um, at the end of Rocky, what happens is it comes the fight scene. And I can already hear it in the music. And all the Soviets are talking, all these people there. And Rocky is the underdog up against this huge giant. And what does, he, what does Drago say to him when he comes up? He says, I will break you. And can I tell you, as I heard that last night, I want to tell you the same thing happens in your Christian walk with Christ. That there is an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That he roams about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. And he's looking for weak places in your life. He's looking for places where you have an open door. He's looking for places. And he is not going to give up. The Bible says that the giant, 40 days and 40 nights... He went out and taunted the Israelites. I'm telling you, he works morning and night to come against your family, to come against your marriage, to come against your finances. And he's saying this, I will break you. And I'm telling you, Rocky, he goes out there, he get, begins to beat up. And how many of y'all know this is life sometimes? There's times where we feel defeated. We feel like we're broken down. We're in despair. Things are not going right. But then in the second round, he gets a cut on Drago's eye. And he comes to the sidelines there, and then the music pumps up, and he goes to the third round, and the fourth round, and the fifth round, and he comes to the last round there, and Drago says this, he is a man that is made of steel. And his, his trainer, I love him, he tells Rocky, he says, you're going to have to hit, the only way that you're going to win this fight is you're going to have to knock him out. He said, you're going to have to hit until you hit, until you hit, until you can't stop hitting, till you can't hit no more. He said mo. He didn't say more. He said mo. And can I tell you the same thing is, is with you? If you're fighting for your marriage, you're going to have to hit, and you're going to have to hit, and you're going to have to hit. Well, not like physically. You'll go to jail for that, right, Pastor Robert? <laughs> Let's go ahead and get that cleared up on YouTube right now. You don't hit, you don't hit your spouse. But you, you get what I'm saying? You're going to have to fight and fight and fight until you can't fight no more. Are you hearing me this morning? Like you're going to have to pray, and then you're going to have to pray, and then you're going to have to pray till you can't pray no more. You're going to have to read the Word and read the Word and read the Word till you can't read no more. You're going to have to, come on, uh, humble yourselves, worship the Lord. There's some things that you just can't keep doing because there is an adversary that wants you taken out, and you've got to keep fighting the good fight of faith. Are you hearing me this morning? So you know what it is. He goes out there and... You know he has that lip that's off the side. If you had not seen Rambo too, you got to watch Rambo. Come on. There's just times where I just want to put a red sash on my biceps when I'm shooing horses. But <clears throat> thank you for the courtesy laughs, y'all. But 
uh, you know, he has that, 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 uh, that, that look, and he just goes out there, and he starts taking him out. And Adrian, she's from the side, and she says, you're going to do it. Woo! I'm telling you, call me Adrian. Because as your pastor, I want to tell you, you may be in the midnight hour. You may be in the last period. You might be wanting to throw in the towel. But I'm telling you, you keep fighting the good fight of faith. And you can do it. All of us love a good fight. All of us. So that's what we've been talking about, keys to fighting. And the Bible tells us in Matthew 16, he said, Upon this rock I will build my church and the gates. Everybody say gates. That's with an S on the end. He said, the gates of hell will not prevail against it. He says, I will give you the keys. Everybody say keys. Keys of the kingdom of heaven and whatever you bind on earth will have been bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will have been loosed in heaven. He is saying there is more than one gate that you can go through to experience darkness in your life. But I'm going to give you more than one key to break every stronghold that comes against you. Every addiction that may have you bound. Whatever, whatever it is that has caused you to sink back, then rather than go forward, I'm going to give you a key to lock doors that have been opened and open doors that have been locked. Are you hearing me today? And so the first key that we talked about was the key of the Word of God. And there's something that I told you, I want to say it again, but God's Word in my life is the difference between life and death. There's three things that we rely on as people, as humans, that we've got to have. We have to have food. We're about to go on a fast. You're going to see how much you really have to have it. We have to have food. We have to have water. We have to have breath. The Bible says he's the bread of life. How many of y'all know his word is like food to us as it encourages us? Water, the Bible tells in the book of Ephesians that it's the washing of the water of the word, that it cleanses us. Those places in our life that are filthy, that are rotten. I'm telling you, there's a cleansing that comes from reading the word. The Bible tells us and talks about breath. And my first message, I said in 2023, let's have God's word breathe in our lives, in our spirit. And I'm believing that with all my heart. And the Bible tells us in, in, in 2 Timothy, he said, all scripture is God breathed. And I'm telling you, the word is God breathed. Here's the second thing that we talked about last week, another key. So the first key is the word. The second key is prayer. This should be a common spiritual practice or discipline that all of us have in our life. And your prayer life could be the difference between you winning and losing. I'll say that again. Your prayer life could be the difference between you winning or you losing. And I believe this all in my heart. And, and I said last week some keys uh, to prayer is this. We've got to make it a priority. Let's make it a first response. Let's make it a first thing that we do rather than a last response. Are you hearing me? Uh, Meaning, what we do lots of times, how we treat prayer is this we ring the bell of prayer when everything has gone wrong. Let's pray before we even have to ring a bell. Are you hearing me? Because we know that there is an adversary that's after us. Let's make it a priority in our life. Number two is this let's find a spot, let's have a sacred place. Jesus had a place where he went away. The Bible and commentary tells us that the Garden of Gethsemane, where he could look out over Jerusalem and pray for the city. But let's have a spot where we say, God, this is where I want to meet with you. The third thing is we need to have a plan. Have some things that you're going to pray for. Pray for your family. Pray for your marriage. Pray for your finances. Pray for America, please. Pray for America, that there be a move of God. Um, Another thing, what prayer does is this. It develops an intimacy with him. And so the first key to fighting the good fight is 
the Word of God. And the Word of God gives us things and shows us things like prayer that we should have as a discipline in our life. The third thing is this. It's fasting. Y'all don't leave. Stay excited. Are you ready for this? I'm telling you, I believe fasting does some great things. So this is what I'm declaring starting tomorrow. We as a body of Christ, we are going to fast for seven days. And I'm telling you, fasting will develop a spiritual power in your life. Those of you that haven't fast, fasted, you may not understand, but hopefully today after this you will understand. But fasting does something on the inside of you. And let me just break some things down in the natural, and then I'm going to talk about some things in the supernatural in Scripture to show us what fasting does. But number one is this. The goal of fasting is this, is drawing near to God. How many of y'all know we need to draw near to God? He said, draw unto me and I'll draw unto you. And we need to have, how many of y'all want to be a friend of God? I I don't know about you, but I want to be a friend of God. But it it goes both ways for friendship to work. And so here's the second thing that I believe there's a goal to fasting is it eliminates the distractions. How many of y'all know we need to eliminate distractions? We live in a world full of distractions. That's why I'm telling you, you should have one of these. Right here. Like I'm talking about old school. Love the smell of a Bible, especially a brand new one. Right here. And hear me out. I love my iPad. I have an NIV Bible on there that has all kinds of different uh, commentaries in there. But it also has uh, different translations and things like that. But hear, hear, hear me out on this. When I try to, cho- tr- try to choose to read the Word of God... Uh, with my iPad, lots of times what happens to me is, is this may not happen to y'all, but I get emails that come down. I get Facebook notifications. I get Instagram notifications. I get, this is the devil, but I play this game called Ultimate Golf, and if I play right then, I'll get 8,000 coins. Don't look at me judgmental. I love golf. But how many of y'all know we need to eliminate distractions in our life? There are things in your life that you can do without. I'll say that again. There are things in your life that you probably would be better off if you didn't have them in your life. And so we got, it eliminates distractions. And also, too, I believe when we fast, especially at the beginning of the year, and I, I, I'm, I'm all for fasting. You want breakthrough in your life, it's fast. And I'm going to talk about that here in a minute, but... Uh, I believe, especially us doing it in January, it hits, hits the reset button and it gets rid of all the cobwebs. And so us doing this in January, we have this saying, when you do play golf, it's if, if you don't par the first one, you can't par them all. How many of y'all know we're going to, as a people of God, let's par the first hole in January and it sets us up to live in victory all the way to December. Are you hearing me today? And so another thing, and, and another thing I want to point out is there's different kinds of fasts. Number, number one is there's a complete fast. Now, I pointed out this morning that Thomas, he said that he was going to fast everything, um, uh, food and water for the first three days, and then he's going to have water for the last four. I'm not going to do that. But I'll tell you this, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to drink coffee in the morning. I'll drink water during the day. And there will be times where I come weak, uh, shoeing horses, that I will drink some protein drinks to help me be energized. Because I'm just telling you this, if it comes to a place where you feel like your health is being attacked, li- listen, don't be dumb. Don't, don't be foolish about this. But I am denying my flesh, so I'm not going to drink Diet Cokes. 
They're not working anyway. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> All right? So that's a complete fast. Y'all are looking at me judgmental that I drink Diet Cokes anyway. Don't make me come to your house. The second one is this, is a selective fast. Maybe you just select some things in your life. But can I just be, just be blunt with you? You're like, you know what? I'm going to fast cigarettes. Yes, you should. Forever. All right? You know, we're going to heaven. We shouldn't smell like hell when we get there. My point is not cigarettes. My point is this. You might say, well, I'm going to fast Dr. Pepper's. Come on, let's, 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 let's push in a little harder than that. Well, I love Dr. Pepper's. Well, I'm sure you do. I'm just saying this. This ought to be something that really, really denies. The whole point of fasting is this, is denying the flesh. How many of y'all know our flesh beats us up all the time? It beats us up all the time. That's a selective fast. So you select something like sugar or select <clears throat> flour or whatever it is. Here's another one. It's a partial fast. And um, like I read the other day in the book of Judges, they fasted for the nation. And what they fasted, they, as long as the sun was up, they fasted. Like a Jewish fast is from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. that you don't eat anything. So if you'd like to eat, you eat at 5.45 or if you would... Uh, in the evenings, it would have to be after 6. Does that make sense? Here's the next one. And I want to encourage all of us in this room, whether you select fast or you partial fast or you complete fast, but I believe all of us should do this. Let's soul fast. Like there is things in our life, I, I want to encourage you, no TV for a week. <laughs> oh... oh. I'm going to cast out some devils right over here. Where is that? <laughs> uh, I, listen. How many of y'all know we'd be better off without the news? I, we'd, be, we'd be better off without out some things. I mean, I, I believe on the sixth day, God created outlaw country music, and I love it. But you know what? During these times of, uh, of fasting, you know what I, I'm, what I'm doing is I'm getting away from the world. Are you hearing me? I think we should all fast Facebook. Everybody in the room. We should all fast Instagram. Addison, I need an amen right now. <laughs> Honey, give me an amen. She's not doing it. <laughs> How many of y'all know we'd be better off to fast Netflix? Rather than those times... Of, of uh, you know, where we're wasting our life scrolling through of stuff that don't make us better. Let's read the word of God. Let's get in prayer. And I'll tell you this. If, if you choose to fast this week, which I hope you do, you have to pray first. Because if you don't pray without fa during a fast, all you're doing is going on a, di a diet and starving yourself. The whole point of this is spiritual growth. Of you connecting to God and disconnecting from the world. So there, there's, those are different fasts. There's the history of fasting that, that I could talk to you about a little bit here. I had a guy one tell me, fasting's Old Testament. Yes, it is Ezra and Nehemiah. But the New Testament church, through the book of Acts, and I see it at the church of Antioch, and I'll show you some scripture today, of where they fasted and prayed. Um, in fact, the church at Antioch, I've, I've read commentary of this, that every Tuesday and Thursday... They fasted. 
every Tuesday and Thursday. And so, uh, you know, at least we're not doing that. But I read the book of Acts, and I see the signs, wonders, and miracles that happens. I'm telling you, we might just fast every Tuesday and Thursday. Are you hearing me today? And so it is a New Testament principle. And there's some values that come to fasting that show us the, the benefits of this practice. And the number one is this. It, it gives you the value of self-discipline. You know, when you're telling your flesh, no, I'm not going to do that. I'll tell you, my, my biggest weakness, I love to eat. Those of you that have spent time with me, I love, love, love. Agape kind of love. Are you hearing me? Not e even filet love, both of them. You can combine them. I love to eat, and I love all kinds of foods. I gained weight in Africa with Pastor Ty. They brought us chicken that wasn't even cooked. I said, Pastor Ty, send it on down. I know you ain't going to eat it. Let's go ahead and have some raw chicken. I know it's bad for you. Bless it, Lord. Get rid of all the salmonella. I love fish. I love gumbo. I love it all. In fact, but it's a problem. Like the other night when we went and saw Avatar, I said, honey, don't get me the regular bag of M&M's. Don't even get me the king size of M&M's. This is a three and a half hour movie. I want the one with the zipper. <laughs> right, Roger? I want one with the zipper. And that may not, my, may not be your problem, but that's a problem with mine. Maybe it's something else where you just can't have enough of and you don't know where to say no to. And I'm telling you, when you begin to fast and you pull away from the world, what you're telling is, is you, you know what? My body is going to line up with my, what my spirit's trying to tell me. Are you hearing me this morning? Number two is this, is uh, another benefit of it is the ability. It gives you the ability to do without some things. How many of y'all know that there's some things in our life? How many of y'all know, I said it last week, we're not. There's lots of ways that we are blessed, but we are a spool generation. Of all the things that we have. So that leads to the third, third thing what a benefit of fasting does. Is it, 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 enhance, it gives you enhancement of appreciation of the things that are in your life. I'm telling you when I fast, I feel like I'm a better dad. I feel like I'm a better husband. I feel like I'm, uh, man, I just hear from God more clear. But it's, that's what it is. Is because I don't have all of these things that are trying to pull me away and waste my life. When I can be in the basement having a soccer game with the boys or sitting down on the couch just talking to Addison or whatever it is. You know, there's so many things that pull us away from what God has the blessing right out in front of you. We can't get off of our phones to have a conversation with our spouse. Here, I'm, I'm here. I, listen, I am speaking the truth in love. We need to get distract. We need to take the distractions away from us. If we want to move of God, this is what's going to take. Are you hearing me today? So the first thing that if you have your Bibles, open it up to Matthew chapter 6. Now I'm going to kind of get into the teaching today. But I believe spiritually happens in your life. Number one is this. It supercharges your prayer life. Everybody say supercharge. It supercharges your prayer life. You know, I've been believing God. Um, I've been praying about buying a Tesla. All right, well, that's good. First service, we're like, really? I'm like, no, do I look like a guy who drives a Tesla? I ain't got no skinny pants on right now. But listen, I know this about a Tesla. I know that if you buy a Tesla and you go and you take it to your garage, 
and you just plug it into the 110 outlet that's there with the charger that they give you, you get four miles per hour. So if you charge it for eight hours, you get 32 miles that you'll be able to drive your Tesla. Doesn't that make you want to buy one? Or you can have this destination charger where they come in and they plug it in. Cody, you might know about this, where, the, where it's 220. He hooks them up every day. There's that many Tesla drivers here. Pray for Amarillo. All right. Um, destination charger, and they give you 45 miles to the hour. 45 miles. So an eight-hour charge, you, you'd go 300-something miles. But then they have these de- deals on the side of the road. May you've seen them at a restaurant. I've seen them in Oklahoma City. I don't know that I've seen them here in Amarillo. They may be some places that I just haven't seen them. But they have these, yeah, at Sam's, that's right. They have these Tesla chargers, and they're called the supercharger. And a supercharger will give you 800 miles in one hour. While you're buying Sam's, you can get 800 miles to the gap, not the gallon, the hour. <laughs> Two different cars here. Can I tell you, this is what prayer, this is what Fasting and praying at the same time, this is what it does in your life. It supercharges. It supercharges. It speeds things up. Are you hearing me? And um, can I tell you, when thinking about it, of, of doing without, especially coming in this uh, next week of fasting, getting rid of those idols in our life, what it does is it makes us feed into the spirit and deny the flesh because let's just face it, food is an idol in our life. While, while you're eating lunch today, you're looking at the menu, you're going to ask your wife, there's some of you who are ask your husband, said, what are we eating tonight based on what I choose right now? We're eating food, talking about food in the future. Are you hearing me? Now, I know I'm not the only one that does this. As I look across this crowd, I know I'm not the only one who has a problem with food. I'm not being judgmental. I'm just saying, food's an idol in our life, is it not? And so, uh, lots of times we think of that as Old Testament, but I want to show you in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 6, Jesus, let me just give you a basis of what he's doing here. In Matthew 5, 6, and 7, Jesus comes on the scene here, and he begins to not teach us about a culture. He begins to teach us about a kingdom. Not about a church, but about a kingdom. Everybody say kingdom. And a kingdom has a, king, has a king. In fact, when those of you that have studied the book of Revelations with us before, in Revelation chapter 4, when he saw the sea of glass and he saw the four faces that we know of as the Messiah, the first one that he saw was the lion. We know that he's coming back as the lion of the tribe of Judah. But we see in the book of Matthew as him king of the jungle, and he is the king right here. And he is setting in precedence. He is saying there is not rules in a kingdom, but there is order in a kingdom. Everybody say order. And this is what people of God, church, I want to talk to you this morning. I want to tell you that we live on kingdom principles and we have a king. Are you hearing me this morning? Like that's my heart's desire for you as a pastor, that you see that we live kingdom minded. Like other pastors here in church, I am not... um, I'm not jealous of them because my heart's desire is that we complete each other rather than compete with one another because we have the same goal of the one kingdom going to one king. Are you hearing me this morning? That Jesus died, he was buried on the third day, he rose again. We're beating to the same drum. But 
So in this kingdom principles, he begins to teach us the Beatitudes. You need to read all of this as a Sermon on the Mount. But he says three when yous. I've preached on this before. But he says in chapter three or, or chapter six and verse three, he says when you give. Everybody say when you give. He said when you give in verse six. He says but when you pray. And the third one he gives in verse seventeen. He says but when you fast. Now I want to point something out here. He says not if you give. He doesn't say if you pray and if you fast. He says when you give. When you pray and when you fast. Are you hearing me this morning? So if you're a kingdom person and you've asked Jesus to come live on the inside of you, this is not something that you say, well, I don't have to. Oh, I've talked to, all the, I've talked to these people many times before. Where they understand who I am and the position that I am. They know that I'm a pastor and they say, you know what? I'll just be honest with you. Uh, I don't have to read my Bible and be a Christian. I don't have to pray and be a Christian. I don't have to go to church and be a Christian. You know, when they're talking, I'm just going to be completely vulnerable and honest. All I hear is, me, 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 That's all I hear. Because they have no clue what they're saying. How many of y'all know our life as a believer, should, uh, there should be fruits in our life that display that Christ lives on the inside of us? Like, I'll give you an example of this. What if I said, but I don't have to with Brandy? Like, she calls me and I get home. She says, hey, did you see that I called? Yeah. But I don't have to call you back. That's not going to stop our marriage. We're still married. I don't have to. You're laughing because... You know what would happen if you know Brandy. <laughs> hey, I text you. And I got home. And I said, I don't have to text you back. I don't have to. We're still married. How many of y'all know friendship, again, works both ways? And there's a level of intimacy in a home that you want. When I've preached on marriage before, one of the things that, that I gave you was a nugget. All the men in the room, I said this. If you want loving at 11, you learn how to run the dishwasher at 7. And all the women said, hallelujah. But what if, what if she came to you and said, please run the dishwasher? And you say, I don't have to. We're still married. I don't have to. Can I tell you, we take Listen, that sounds ridiculous to even think about that in a marriage. But can I tell you, that's a friendship. Because of us pouring into each other, there's wisdom that's found there. There's intimacy that's found there. And there's some of you out there, and it says, I, you sing the song, I am a friend of God. He calls me friend. I just want to really want to ask you. If you say, I don't have to, is it really a friendship? This is not a suggestion that Jesus says. He's not suggesting it. He's saying, when you give. Meaning that should be something, I'm going to talk about this in a couple weeks, but that should be something of kingdom people. That is not if I give, maybe if I give. No, it's we're going to give. And we're going to pray. 
And this week, we're going to fast. It supercharges something in your life. I don't have to. I'm, I'm telling you, I could tell you some, some stories of, well, I'll tell you that story here in just a moment. Open your Bible to Acts chapter 13. Acts chapter 13. Here's the second thing that you can write down. Fast, fasting will sharpen your discernment. Why do you think that it does that? Because your flesh is pushed out and your spirit increases. What did John the Baptist say? He said, I decrease that you might, what? Increase. Um, it says this in Acts chapter 13 and verse 2. He says, while they were serving the Lord. So here's the New Testament. Here's the church here. It says, serving the Lord. That word also in the King James means worshiping the Lord and fasting. The Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. Then after fasting and praying, they laid their hands on them and in approval and dedication and sent them away on their first journey. I believe there's some people in the room that you're going to need supernatural wisdom on a financial situation. Maybe there's some of you out there that you own a business right now and there is somebody that you're supposed to, that that you want you need the right person in the right place for such a time as this. Just like this right here. I, I believe there was supernatural increase in power that happened in the city that Paul and Barnabas or that that these guys went to because they fasted and they prayed. Like there are some things that you know that praying just can't do. But you know praying and fasting together can make the impact. Are you hearing me? I believe there are some things, uh, uh, maybe some financial decisions that you are supposed to make. Or maybe something has been approached to you. If, if you do this, this is what could happen. If you do this, also this other thing could happen. That's when you fast and you pray and you begin to see what God sees and hear what God is trying to tell you. And your steps will be ordered of the Lord. Are you hearing me today? I'm telling you, there is perks to fasting in your life. It brings a spiritual discernment that you can't have in other areas because you are just too distracted by the world pulling on you. Let's get rid of the world. Let's get rid of the world. The lust of the eyes, lust, uh, the pride of life. Lust of the flesh, the pride of, li pride of life. Here's the third thing is this. Everybody say breakthrough. Matthew chapter 17. Matthew chapter... 17, this is a story that all of us know. It's also found in Mark chapter 9, but you can write this down. Fasting helps bring a breakthrough. I'll tell you a story. It was years ago. I was shooing out of place. I used to have this old dog uh, named Benelli. She was a German short hair pointer. And I was 18 days into a fast. And um, I was just every day, Lord, show yourself evident to me. Aren't you thankful that we're going just seven days and not 21? Used to, we'd go 21, and uh, we'd have like five people strong with us. And then I went 10, and we had a little bit more. I'm praying with seven as I've grown weaker <laughs> for you guys. But I'm also thankful. Seven is so much better than 21. I'm telling you, there's power in agreement. It's just seven days. But I was 18 days in on a fast. I was doing the Daniel fast. If you've ever done the Daniel fast, it's, he, he's, he doesn't eat from the king's table. He eats everything from the ground. 
And um, he did it for 21 days. And so, I mean, it's amazing. If you've ever done the Daniel fast before, a banana tastes like a carrot. Carrot tastes like a banana. I mean, everything just tastes the same. And I'm saying, God, I need, I need you to reveal yourself to me. I went up to this place to shoe. And my dog, Benelli's in the back. And I go up in, in, to the customer, and the customer says, um, I'm going to start bringing some horses out. And he said, my grandson's here. I'd love for you to pray with him. He's going through a rough time in his life. And uh, I'll never forget it. He walks out of the house. The grandson does. And my dog, Benelli, she's the sweetest, kindest dog. But hair stands back up on her neck. And she begins to growl at this boy that comes out of the house. Never done this before. And uh, I'm seeing what's going on. And I said, hey, how you doing? And he runs. He charges. And he comes right up to me. He says, who do you think you are? I'll never forget it. I mean, it's like a fire-breathing dragon. Who do you think you are? I said, I'm a one God, apostolic, tongue-talking, holy, rolling, born-again, heaven-bound believer. (laughs) That's not what I thought at the first time. At the first, I was in the flesh. When, who do you think you are? I ain't no slouch, buddy. I'm here to shoe horses. You see skinny pants right now? Just kidding. I didn't see that. All right. I knew right away it was the devil. I knew it right away. I said, in the name of Jesus. Oh, man, the fight was on. Drago. I just knew. I said, in the name of Jesus. No. I think I cast every single devil that was out of that boy right there when I was just going to shoe horses. I'm just here to tell you, get ready for some spiritual breakthroughs in your life. Come on, how many of y'all want to see signs, wonders, and miracles done? I wasn't looking for a fight that day, but the fight came to me. These things will begin to happen when you begin to fast. I'm telling you, I'm excited for you. So the third thing is this, fasting helps bring a breakthrough. The Bible tells us in Matthew 17 and verse 14, it says, When they approached the crowd, a man came up to Jesus, kneeling before him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. Raise your hand if you have a son that's a lunatic. (laughs) Oh, it's funny. And suffers terribly, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. And I brought him to your disciples, and they were not able to heal him. So they have a healing service over here, and nothing's happening. And Jesus answered, he says, You unbelieving, King James says, you faithless and perverted generation. How long shall I be with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring him here to me. So Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him. And the boy was healed at once. When the disciple came to Jesus privately and asked, why could we not drive it out? He answered, because of your little faith, your lack of trust and confidence in the power of God. For I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, if you have living faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, from here to there, and if it is God's will, it will move and nothing will be impossible for you. But this kind, everybody say this kind. He said, this kind of demon does not go out except by prayer and fasting. Want to point something out real quick. Jesus told the disciples, the reason that you can't cast this boy out, the problem is this, is that you're faithless and you're perverted. 
The word faithless in the Greek, it's pistos. And it means faith-filled or full of faith. I mean, y'all know our whole belief system is built on faith. If you don't have faith, you don't have anything. But the opposite of pistos is apistos. And apistos means anti-faith, no faith at all. It's pretty bold for him to say that, isn't it? And so he says, so you're, you're, you're faithless. The problem is you're not working in faith. Listen, talking about prayer. If you come to me and you say, you know what, Pastor, I want you to get in agreement with prayer. But I want to say this. Are, have you been in prayer? I learned this from Judy. They call and say, Pastor, I need you to pray for this. So I'll say, well, have you prayed about it? Listen, let's pray for this car, but have you prayed about it? Let's pray for this marriage, but have you prayed about it? Because there's something that happens in agreement that doesn't happen any other time. You've got to have faith as well. You can't rely on my faith alone. Let's get an agreement together. So he says you're faithless. That's a problem. Another problem is this. He says you're perverted. You know what in the Hebrew means bent. Perverted, it's bent. The other day I grabbed a fork out of the cupboard there. And I was like, what is going on with this fork? Well... One of the boys had bent the fork. I said, if you bend the fork, please fix it before you put it in the dishwasher before it goes out. Can I tell you what happens in our life? Because of the things we watch, we see, it bends us to the things of the world rather than the things of God. We get perverted. Yes, we still come on Sunday mornings. Yes, we're saved. Yes. We're fulfilling an assignment, living on purpose. But still, there's some areas that no, maybe nobody knows about that are bent still towards, towards the kingdom of darkness. You know what fasting does? Is it bends you back. So he gives a solution. He said, only this kind. So the problem is faithless and perverted. But he gives you an answer to the problem. He gives you a solution. He says... If you're faithless, you pray. He said only this kind comes out. How many of y'all know, talking about this kind? I, I just had, I, I just, there are some things in your life that it's no problem for you to have faith to pray in. Like let me give you an example on the opposite side of that. You have a hard time with people that walk in fear and anxiety. Because you don't walk in fear and anxiety, so you don't get them. But you've got a whole, a whole nother bag of things that you're going through. That's the kind. This kind. Like if you're going to pray and fast, you pray for things that you have a hard time praying for and seeing breakthrough in. Are you hearing me? So the problem was faithless and perverted. But I'm going to give you a solution. If you're faithless, you pray because prayer connects you to God. And prayer builds your faith. Right? It builds your faith. He says, if you're perverted and bent to the things of this world, I want you to fast. And as you fast, I'm disconnecting you from the world. You want God to work in a miracle working way and have a breakthrough in your life? I suggest you do two things. You pray. And you fast. You pray and you fast. 
You guys getting some out of the word this morning? Can I tell you we're a faithless and perverse generation? Maybe it's in your home. You're faithless and you're perverse. Listen, this is a time. We're not pointing fingers at one another. We all have the areas in our lives. Let's pray and let's fast. We get an agreement. We do this together. Breakthrough will come. Let's all stand to our feet. One last thing I want to share with you is Isaiah 58. I, sh- I shared this in the very beginning for a reason. Jesus said, when you give, when you pray, when you fast. In the beginning of Isaiah 58, he said, these are observing facts of a fast. He says in verse 8, he says, your light will break out like the dawn. So that means when you fast, there's breakthrough that will happen. Everybody say breakthrough. Come on, everybody say breakthrough. How many of y'all need some breakthrough to happen in your life? Breakthrough. He says, and your healing will quickly spring forth. How many of y'all need healing inside of your body? In the natural, when you fast, I'm telling you, of us doing away with some of the garbage that we put in our body, there's a healing that naturally takes place. But I'm believing for some supernatural things. Come on, how many of y'all believing for cancer to dry up and die? Limbs to come back in Jesus' name. Come on. Bones, tendons, ligaments for the... for. Uh, for people's bodies to line up with what the Word of God has to say. It says, your righteousness will go before you. That means this. I believe that there will be doors of favor that will be opened up to you as we begin to pray and fast. He says, the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. That means there will be protection. How many of y'all want protection over your family? It says, and then you will call and the Lord will answer. There'll be an answer to prayer. It says, you will cry for help and he will say, here I am. He will answer your cry. If you take away your midst of the finger, pointed in scorn, let's skip down to verse 10. It says, then your light will rise in darkness. I believe there's promotions that will happen for people during this. He says, and your gloom will become like midday. The devil will be defeated. It says, and the Lord will continually guide you. How many of y'all need direction and wisdom for 2023? That's what happens during a prayer and fast. And it says, and satisfy your soul in scorched and dry places. I believe the Holy Spirit will visit you during this time of prayer and fasting. And give strength to your bones, divine health. Here's another one. And you will be like a watered garden. That means we'll be fruitful. He says, like a spring of water whose waters do not fail, continually blessed. And your people will rebuild the ancient ruins, will break generational curses. You will raise up and restore the age-old foundation. You will establish family blessings inside of your home. You will be called repairer of the breach. That means miracle, working power, being worked and done through you. Are you hearing me today? He said, restore of streets with dwelling, healing, and supernatural power. Then in verse 14, he says, then, then you will take the pleasure of the Lord. Pleasure in the Lord. I believe fasting pleases God. He says, I will make you ride on the high places of the earth. He's going to elevate you to a new place. He says, and I will feed you with the promised heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. I'm believing that there's going to be a blessing that was on Jacob from generation. Come on, I believe for breakthrough in your finances to be done in Jesus' name. So God, right now, as I declare a fast over this body of Christ. I pray, God, that you make a way when there seems to be no way. I pray that you grant unto us by your rich treasure and glory. Strengthen us 
reinforce us with might to our inner man, the Holy Spirit himself, to our inmost being and our personality. I pray, God, that as we step away from the things of darkness and of this world, God, you would open our eyes to truth. Lord, we pray that as we set this precedence inside of our home, I pray that our home is going to a new level spiritually. I pray, God, for marriages to be restored. I pray, God, for finances to line up. I pray for healings to take place in people's body. Lord, as we fast, we choose to pray for our nation. We choose to pray for America that we love. We choose to pray for our officials. We choose to pray for Israel. We choose to pray for our city that you've put us in. And we say, not by might, Lord, not by power, but by your spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Still with every head bowed, with every eye closed, if you're in the room today and you say, you know what, I'm away from God. There's a problem in your life and it's called sin. And the Bible says, the definition of sin is missing the mark. You keep missing the mark because of decisions that you're making and you're not serving God. You know it deep down in your knower that you're not serving the Lord. So the problem is sin, but the solution is Jesus. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And the gospel is this, simply, that Jesus died, he was buried, and on the third day he showed resurrection power for you and for me. The gospel is he paid the payment that you couldn't pay. If you're out there and you say, you know what, I'm separated from God, the response that you take from this problem and solution, the response is inviting him to come live on the inside of you. The Bible says if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. If you're out there in the crowd today and say, you know what, Pastor, I'm away from God. Today I want to come back to that place. Maybe you're out there and you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life. Don't leave here without making things right. Don't even think about fasting and praying until you've repented and put it at the foot of the cross of Jesus. If you're out there and you say, Pastor, that's me. You're talking to me. With every head bowed, with every eye closed. Say, you know what? I lift my hand. That's me. I'm away from God. I'm away from God. We had one in the first service. Raise his hand. Is there anybody in the second service? The reason I say that, everybody look at me. Let's celebrate the life change that happened in the first service. Let's celebrate the life change that happened in the first service. Amen. Hey, let's get ready for God to move. How many of y'all know we need a move of God? We need a move of God. Let's be a part of the move. Amen. Thanks for joining us. We want to thank all of you who give to our ministries here at AOL Church. It's because of you that all of this is possible. You can give now by clicking the link below. And if you haven't already, subscribe and share this message. It helps us reach more people and share the gospel through you. Be sure to stay connected to us through our Church Center app, our website, arenaoflifechurch.org, and follow us on social media like Facebook and Instagram. May the Lord bless you and keep you. His face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you peace. Thanks again for listening. Go and make a difference today.